0: Hello. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is the Common Sense Mental Health Podcast. Uh, I am one of the hosts, Timothy Crumley. I'm here with my co-hosts, uh, Carlos Merced and, uh, Emma Cranston. And, uh, we've been off for the last maybe three, four weeks, uh, due to the new year and just lots of other stuff going on. But we are back, uh, to check in today. Um, basically just check in now that we are in 2021. Um, and uh, just to see where we're all at as providers and uh, our work with our clients and just our own self-care. That all said, uh, first here is a little bit about our group. So, Common Sense Mental Health is a it's it's basically the overhead for a group of private providers, uh, licensed mental health counselors, social workers, uh, and we operate within our own practices, and we provide uh teletherapy throughout New York State. We also provide in person therapy as well within the capital region. And all of our providers are competent in teletherapy. Uh, we specialize in video, phone, as well as text based services. And some of our providers have their own practice that work with Common Sense, and in those practices, they may be overseeing, uh, interns or, um, sort of pre-licensed providers who are under limited permits, uh, or something along those lines. Uh, but that is common sense mental health in a nutshell. Um, any questions you're always welcome to reach out and ask, and we will be happy to answer. All right. So we will, <laughs> we will just dive in. Um, yeah. Uh, Carlos, Emma, either one of you want to start with a check-in how things are going for either of you. <laughs> <laughs> and for people and who
1: Carly's are... really my way. I was <laughs> gonna say
0: listening that, yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> I was trying to be polite and not just dive in for once. Wow. Um, <laughs> I am... How am I doing? I am, like, in a very embarrassingly positive mood, like, giddy, almost hyper kind of mood right mm. now. Um... I was just about to say, I have no idea why. And I just, like, I know exactly why. Happy mm-hmm. Inauguration Day, everybody. <laughs> um, but I'm just in a very uh, good mood, feeling positive overall. Um like in general, in my life, I think, I think in our last check and I had been sharing how I feel like my self-care routines have gotten so solidified and like pretty good actually for one. And I think that that is still sustaining. Um, and I just have been enjoying, you know, suddenly I blink on every single thing I've done mm-hmm. recently. Like I had this really fun day a couple of days ago, just doing multiple puzzles Puzzles? Like, yeah, not hard puzzles. I actually get puzzles. It.
2: Oh, I'm like, what is a puffle? <laughs>
1: oh no, a puzzle like a cardboard. Gotcha. To make Go- a I don't know
2: why I was hearing that. That's so weird. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway,
1: that's great. Um, no puzzles, and I just I have low tolerance to like challenging puzzles. I don't want to be angry the whole time I'm trying to engage in self care. So like they're. 300 to 500 pieces so it's not actually impressive but
2: um, i've just
1: been having a really nice time sitting around doing my puzzle
2: totally fair or
1: singing yeah like mm-hmm. just enjoying myself um, so that's been really helpful and i think that that's translated into obviously doing better work with my clients and just feeling more um like overall more attentive, not, not at all to imply that I wasn't paying attention Mm. in the past, but just like, I feel like I can dial in so much better. Um, I don't have to redirect my, my own mind as much. Um, Mm. and I can just like be there, be present, Mm. hold a space, um, just like even better than I have in the past when my self-care has not been as solid. Um, which is probably why they tell you that you should really engage in self-care. Um, might be something to it. So <laughs> I'm just feeling pretty good. Feeling like, dare I say, like kind of effective as a counselor. Mm-hmm. Maybe challenging a little bit of my imposter syndrome. Just a Just a smidge. That's awesome, Emma. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome.
0: That's really good. Yeah. How about you, Carlos? Me?
2: I am good. Um, been super, super busy, obviously. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't here for a couple over one episode
0: or uh, last episode.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That busyness has not slowed down. So this week has still been pretty busy, but I'm really good at separating business from like home yeah he is and Good I'm really firm on like not blurring those lines and it it's a pro and a con because I can get stuff done like while I'm you know relaxing at home but I don't and then tomorrow mm. I'll go and I'll check my email and I'll have like a hundred emails because it didn't work you know mm. when I was just tooling at home so um yeah it's it's been a crazy week i finally decided to um just relax and just like take a minute and (laughs) um do what i can that day and yeah Whatever. i I had a really hard time not leaving stuff incomplete. Mm, I needed yeah. to complete stuff. So even like if I'm like rushing and flying through the work, I would do it and then it would be like crappy work. Mm. But now I'm just having myself like take it slow, finish what I can. And if anything I can't finish, I'll just finish the next day. Mm. So be it. Good for you, so we'll see how that works. <laughs>
0: that makes
2: sense. Um, yeah, but when uh Emma was checking in, when you mentioned, um, <sighs> I can't remember now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> add this in. Fuck, it was so funny, I can't remember now. If I remember it, I'll throw it in, I'll, I'll mention it like. In the middle of the episode somewhere, okay, perfect. But yeah, it was something like specifically that you mentioned that triggered something. But whatever. Oh, I'm so excited for when it comes back to you. <laughs> <laughs> now there's so much pressure. Now it's like if I do, if it does come back and it's just like severely underwhelming. Well,
0: well just and also feel free, just to like interrupt. You know, so like if it hits okay. you, just be like, oh yes, and interrupt whoever. Most likely yeah. that will happen this episode. So if you're okay. listening. <laughs> fair, enough. Out. For everyone. <laughs> yeah. oh, fair Enough. I feel like it's one of those radio games where like you have to like listen to the song and wait for like the thing to pop up in the song. Yeah. And if you call the radio station in time, you get a prize. Remember that?
2: That is oh, so yeah. like if a, a Gen Z is listening to this, they will have no idea <laughs> <laughs> what you're talking about. Like what about. is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like a radio hosting a game. Oh my America. gosh.
0: Like, it's yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, so I, I don't want to. I'm done
2: off. with my check in. I've just been bitty, really busy getting better on it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> you on your
1: boundaries. That is so important. Thank you. Like, especially with working from home. Yeah. Who
2: knows? Yeah. It's, and it's a hard boundary
0: to keep up for sure.
2: Yeah. And it's not easy. So. Mm-hmm. Thank
0: yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I agree with you, Carlos. It has been busy. Um, mm-hmm. It has been busy, yes. but it's interesting because. So yeah, you are much better at the work-life balance piece than I am. Um, that might be an understatement. Um, <laughs> he's not. He's not denying it. Um, uh-uh. And uh, no huh? No comment. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So um, you, you're better at it than I am, but. Um, it's, it's been busy, but it's been manageable. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like, and, and this is part of the trap, right? And this is actually maybe worth us maybe focusing on even somewhat today or in general. Um, cause I guessing other providers can relate to this. I'm like building up this thing. Like I'm like, yeah, um, no, but I think for me, part of the trap of overworking is that, to a large extent, it can remain manageable. I mean, there's a point where it becomes unmanageable, right? There's a point where, and I can see it when I start fumbling, making mistakes, and then mistakes upon mistakes. And so, like, I know myself in that way and kind of when that's happening versus not. But yeah, I think part of this is that up to a certain point, I feel like, not to sound pompous, but the way that I'm doing it or that we're doing it is the best way. <laughs> and so that kind of sucks me in further because, like, okay, well, yeah, this is more work. Yeah, I'm working additional hours, but you know. You know, at least I know this is being done the way that I want it to be done. And I know that certain things are happening the way that I want. Um, we're so, wasting money. Right. Yes. And we're not, you know, exactly. So, um, that's really enticing. And, but it, it's a trap. It is a, a big trap. Um, there's also, I think, a little bit of anxiety, OCD in that. Um, again, I've heard other people, business owners, and other people who are in like management positions talk about this too. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to, to manage that. Um, but so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's been it's been manageable and aside from that um, I've been doing just uh, a lot of sort of in my own time um, a lot of the sort of anti- racism work um, I'm part of this group and I and actually this will be um, kind of we we try to um, share and talk about black owned businesses in our no podcast um, so if I haven't mentioned it before I think I might have but I'm working um, in this group called the the uh, white labor collective and it's a group on Facebook um, uh, facilitated and headed by Didi Delgado, who's a local, uh, say local activist. Um, Didi also does a lot of um, trainings and uh, workshops, and is just very, very much involved in, and um, in specifically uh, rights and and uh, supporting uh, Black women and non men. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and just really challenging our systems, and and I think within this group, you know, very much trying to pull white people into that work, and um, yeah, and and getting us to really kind of look at our role and what we're doing and what we you know should be doing more of, uh, and the group has done that for me. It's been it's been great to engage those. I mean, everything from book clubs to, um, uh, and then you know within the group there are again there's uh, processing groups, uh, there's book club uh, related activities and uh, uh, viewing parties and basically, again, all centered on Um, material that is about anti racist work, but also led by, uh, black individuals. So, black authors and, um, again, other activists who are, who are involved. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just great. There's a good variety of things to do. Um, there's also a lot of reparations work within the group. So, again, for anyone who's looking to really dive in more to this, to this work, I would highly recommend this group. Um, and like I said, it's operated by Didi Delgado and, uh, their team. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's been what I've been doing in my spare time Mm -hmm. on top of work. Um, Aside from that, not a ton else. I've been playing some video games here and there to totally disconnect a little bit um, with with my friend. And um, that's been about it. So Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, oh um tim also um i don't know if you mentioned it in the last episode but hmm. he hit his weight goal oh thank you thank you yes i lost 50 pounds about about 50 pounds which is insane yeah and such like what since
0: June. Since June, since late June. So crazy. Yeah. Well, thank Amazing. you for that. I I appreciate you. I haven't talked about that on the podcast, but yeah. I appreciate you uh, saying that. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, I, and yes. So that's been that's been nice. And that's yeah, I've been feeling a lot better because of that. That's just mm-hmm. been that's, that's been for good. Sure. Um so yeah. 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 Good I bet that. mm-hmm. that's been helping your back. I hope so that's that's my hope um yeah and my back has been and i know i have talked about that in the podcast my back has been okay um yeah. it's been it's been better um mm-hmm. so just i guess sort of diving in 2021 so i gotta say mm-hmm. i'm i'm really shocked that everything didn't stop and just suddenly resolve on new year's day <laughs> um i hope
1: that was- happen,
0: right? right? I had all these memes telling me that that, you know, 2020 was <laughs> was so awful. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, well, once 2020 ends, it'll all be good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then barring that, if, if you know, Okay, if we want to be realistic, if that's not the cutoff, certainly today will be the cutoff, right? Of Where course,
1: everything will be better
0: now. Everything, everything is fixed, and yeah. uh, we don't have to worry about anything anymore. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um,
0: I, and I hope the sarcasm is is very clear in this that the, these do not reflect our beliefs. Um, I, yeah. I just know there's people out there that just were completely believing every word you were saying. <laughs> like, did not sense the like, sarcasm. Everything
1: with sarcasm.
0: Wow. I've been told that just a side note I've been told that when I'm sarcastic Mm -hmm. I sound like I'm being dead serious Mm -hmm. and in my head it's a whole different tone but various people have told me that that's not the case um no that just means you're really good at being sarcastic
2: I'm gonna use that line
1: thank you because probably about 50% of my arguments with my husband are when I'm sarcastic and he doesn't think that I'm
0: being sarcastic yeah so
1: I'm just very
2: good at it. Mm-hmm. That's what
0: I Thank do. Yeah, that's what I think. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But yes, definitely being sarcastic. Um, there's still a lot of collective trauma to go around. And yeah, just a lot happening. So um, I guess, yeah, where are we at with everything right now? I know we've checked in on these collective traumas a few different times throughout 2020. Um, but yeah, at this point, where where are we at? How are we feeling?
2: I found myself on um, January sixth when everything was happening. I find I found myself. With not really being concerned about the Capitol, if that makes sense. I was being mm. concerned about my reaction to what was happening at the Capitol. Because mm. I was I was reacting as if, oh, OK, yeah, that I saw that coming. Yeah. Mm. But like I wasn't like freaking out. I wasn't scared. I wasn't like, what's going to happen? My main focus was my reaction to what was happening at the Capitol. Mm. And I feel like I was... <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I was kind of removed from that situation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really experiencing something that was happening mm-hmm. in my life. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes
0: sense. Yeah. Almost like you were correct me if I'm wrong, but like, just removed right yeah. like just like you just it wasn't it wasn't real yeah almost, it was sound. yeah pretty much yeah
2: and like still i mean i i, I acknowledge that it happened but it's just like I, I i'm not i don't understand how people are surprised that it happened is my thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like these people have been saying they would do this for months mm-hmm. and they finally did it and people are like oh my god what
0: it's mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, absolutely i don't know that's me absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what were your reactions, Emma? What what came up for you?
1: To the 6th or to 2021?
0: Uh, or or both? Above? Both.
1: Okay. Um, my reactions to 2021 were just kind of like, to put it very eloquently, ah, same shit, different day, kind mm. of a thing. So it was just like, okay, cool. It's 2021 now, and I'm going to struggle with the date for whatever. Mm. So great cool Um, so that part just is time continuing I guess Mm -hmm. Um, I did notice in in like my work with clients having to have a bit of an increase in processing of just like people who rationally knew Mm -hmm. that the changing of the calendar was not going to actually make anything change Mm -hmm. Um, but just I think with January 6th following so closely for some folks, kind of like, man, I I was hopeful and I shouldn't have been. Just like the disappointment of how dare I have gotten my hopes up for any kind of change happening in 2021. Uh, So kind of like processing reactions there. My reaction to January 6th was very... um, Like that derealization that you're describing. Mm -hmm. I can match that. And I think part of it was because I had gone into sessions And I went into sessions with a certain understanding of what the world was and like, oh, things are feeling normal, whatever that means today. And I came out of a couple hours of sessions still feeling the same. And it was that very eerie feeling of like, oh, something has changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like I walked by my husband's office and he was like glued to his his monitor instead of his work computer. Um, and generally, when he's multitasking, we'll call it between work and hobbies. When he's working, he will at least look at his work monitor somewhat. Uh, but this felt like it was it had timed out, screensaver was gone. It was just kind of like, okay, that's not like him. What's, what's going on? Um, so it was just very um, disorienting. Because I went into sessions, normal day, came out to sessions, and it was like, oh, the culmination of everything that's been building is apparently happening right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was very weird. Um, Mm -hmm. And probably the most significant experience I've had with that, like, derealization. But as life has continued, I think... I recognize today, so many of my clients were kind of weirded out, and I and myself too, honestly. It's just like how calm this last week or so has been. Um, mm-hmm. Of like just not. I don't want to say nothing happening because it, like things are absolutely happening still, um, but nothing. Um, say nothing notable either. I don't know. how would you describe? It? just like nothing no new crazy drama exactly. Mm.
2: like nothing like the six. Like, yeah, but like minor Like you would expect little little things to happen f- coming mm-hmm. from that, and nothing, nothing has happened, I get that.
1: yeah. Mm. yeah mm-hmm. um, so for some, it was. Like our sessions this week were almost like, I have nothing to talk about. And the reality is, probably everyone has a ton to talk about, but we've just been doing a lot of in a sense crisis management recently of navigating all of the collective trauma that we all have the pleasure of experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know, it it feels a little bit weird honestly. Mm -hmm. Just a little like, ooh. Almost that um, Like this trepidation that like the other shoe is about to. Kind
2: yeah. Of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel that too. I feel yeah. This inauguration went through like way too smoothly. I know <laughs> to have like like no follow up from the six mm-hmm. before the inauguration it's just weird. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Um. I could definitely relate to what you were saying about um going into sessions. You know, normal day coming out and then all of a sudden the world has ended because mm-hmm. that's <laughs> that's literally how it was. I was working and I I work at a computer and I had no idea this was happening like Mm -hmm. I was like completely absorbed my work and then like I go to uh, my grandmother's room to see what's going on with her and she's like oh my god do you see I'm like what are you talking about and I look at her TV and I'm like I see the capital swarmed with people I'm like what the hell is happening Mm -hmm. like and yeah so it was yeah. so weird so weird yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah 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 it was it was interesting i i uh, i agreed with um what you said before carlos about um uh, being surprised um not I think, being surprised not, right not not being surprised because i think part of my yeah part of my reaction i think was kind of similar to yours it, um i felt kind of removed from it but i was also like but i need to be paying attention to this i need to be looking at right. this um And yeah, so yeah, so and it was similar to where um, I was also in sessions, Emma, and came out, I think it had been going off like an hour by the time I was made aware of it and Mm -hmm. saw it. Um, I think, you know, you were made aware of it, Carlos, around the same time that I was. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into a call with one of our colleagues, uh, Megan, and actually, I think it was her who had mentioned something or was talking about it. And I was like, what? So um, yeah, and it, it is it's something where i'm I'm not surprised by it. Uh, I agree too, with the other shoe dropping, like you know what is gonna happen um i I didn't expect necessarily because I think there was a lot of preparation specifically for today um i I wasn't thinking too much that anything was going to happen today but god forbid um yeah in the coming days and weeks um and i hope that i'm off base on this but the other thing with with the whole capital thing though and this has actually come up in um again in some of the work and, and conversations within that group that i mentioned earlier that i'm in um you know talking about you know white supremacy and just the history of racism Well, within the world and within the Western world, but specifically also within the within the U.S. because there's different layers to it. Right. Um, And and I think, you know, looking at this within the context of these individuals who went in, they were not people who were like this wasn't um, something you would see out of the early 90s where you have this family up in a cabin and they're nuts and they have a lot of guns and the ATF shows up and then there's a 20 day standoff. And, you know, like, it's not that's not what I mean, those people, I think, were there, but (laughs) but there were also People who were quote professionals. There were teachers. There was a ther- at least one therapist that was there. Um, and, I mean, just these were people. These were people who own businesses. These are people who mm-hmm. they are. You know, they are you Americans. and me, Emma. And, and right, they're they're Americans, and they are um, you know white, fragile, angry. Americans and they are our people. Emma. Like that, that's you know. Uh-huh. So I think coming at this from me because I think at one point, even maybe, maybe even like a year ago, I'm sure, part, at least part of me, if not most of my reaction, would be to separate myself from them. Right? I would be, you know, making sarcastic. Comments about it and the meaning, and you know, again, I talked about this in previous podcasts. You know, working on that for other reasons, but um, but yeah, I would I would come at it and I would express my anger in those ways. Now it's like there is that that anger, but there's this constant reminder of yeah, but this is your problem, right? Like this is this is your problem, and yeah. you can distance yourself all you want all day long. This is your problem, and these are your people. And this is what's happening. And they were absolutely able to do that. In fact, they were welcomed in and they stayed as long as they did because they could. And, uh, yeah, I just, I think it just re-solidified dynamics that were already in place, you know, in terms of whether we look at it from privilege or yeah, it's, this was, I mean, yeah, this, this fit too well, actually, in terms of, uh, how our society operates, how our systems operate. that was a lot. I'm curious what your reaction is, Emma, but yeah, that's that's a lot of what's been coming up for me in the days following after, I think, the initial yeah. kind of shock. Um, yeah.
1: I completely agree with you. I think... Um, gosh, I don't re- I can't remember any of the names, and it's probably not important, um, but I think to um, the Reddit community, and mm. there... I mean, it was something that I found comical, but didn't necessarily feel the need to share because it played into exactly what you're describing. Mm. That niche faction that fit a certain stereotype mm. um, mm-hmm. that like, no, it's not It's not white people. It's just like those white people,
0: right. whatever that
1: means. right? Um, and they were very clever. I will give all props to how clever people could be in coming up with some of the names. Mm. Um, again, I cannot remember any of them, but it gave me a good chuckle but Mm. then it was that same dawning realization of like no that's it's not a niche it is yes just white people yeah from across like just everywhere Mm. um I did not realize that there was a therapist there because I have not been following up on like who is getting arrested and yeah. where what all of that. Um,
0: and that is disappointing. I saw that, that somewhere, story. yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't give you full. And granted, what I saw, I mean, but yeah, I, I I believe I saw that, and like I said, there was also a teacher who was present, um, okay. and and I'm sure there were others, right? There were, I'm sure there are other quote okay. professionals there, um, and I'm using I'm using quotes around that. 'Cause obviously that's a very uh loaded um term. Uh, mm-hmm. but but yeah, um I think that there were a number of people um within our field, Emma, and just yeah, that that were that were present for this. So yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I think it's it's you know, understanding that this is part of that larger issue um, and this isn't just some faction that we can separate ourselves from or, you know, voting Joe Biden doesn't get you out of that. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> or, or, you know, Obama, when when he was uh, in office, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't take that away. Um yeah. So I've been, I've been sitting with that. Um, sounds like yeah. you have too. Um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've been sitting with that just a side note. Um, and again, for anyone who's interested in joining that white labor collective group that I'd mentioned, um, which, like I said, a lot of these conversations have been happening there. Um, I highly recommend, um, people who, again, who are serious about doing the work to consider joining that. Um, cause this stuff is being talked about and, um, I'm going to, uh invite you encourage you Emma because I've been pushing you to do it, and I am absolutely doing this on the air yeah. um I hope that that's okay that I'm doing this on the air but absolutely just the, you know this is yeah so I'm just saying if you're having your own reactions that sound very much in line with with what I'm mm-hmm. experiencing um there there are some conversations and groups um yeah. that yeah anyway
1: I have been um Oh darn, what was that phrase in college when you were like watching a class but you're not taking it for credit?
0: Oh, cares, um whatever. I know what you're talking about though. Like there was yeah. like uh, a category. Yeah, I
1: can yes. only think it's shadowing, but I'm not shadowing. I've been so I've been in the group for a while and have been doing frankly a pretty shit job of it. So I've been creeping at it and watching the posts and then not committing fully mm. and it's been so i appreciate the call out mm. um and i'm accepting the challenge okay which sounds so performative oh my gosh mm. not myself
0: mm. yeah
1: so hold me accountable make yeah. sure i fall, not make sure i follow through but continue calling me I, out, will. I guess
0: i will i'll keep Thank i'll keep uh, and again for people who because again people don't have this context listening um i have um uh, what do you call that? When I feel like we're like totally and out of touch with technology. Here. Words are not here. Um, when you t- oh tag duh. Uh, I've I've been tagging <laughs> Emma. It was partly where this is coming from too. I've tagged Emma. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a few times in different mm-hmm. things that have come up. Um, yep. So this is sort of follow up to that, and I will keep doing that. Is my my point? As I'll I'll keep doing that, Emma. Um, Thank
1: you.
0: Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so I guess that's there's that. I guess are there other Any other pieces coming up for you, Emma? um, With any of that? uh,
1: Yeah. Because I I find my initial, not my initial, but I, I feel like I almost have this automatic reaction in regards to people, clients, friends, just people in my life, anybody, where there's like that hopefulness for 2020. I'm like, yeah, hopefully it'll be better. And I, I mean, for 2021.
0: Hope- <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean you Thank you. I was- yeah,
1: no, see,
2: this is what I'm going to do for the
0: okay. next six months. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I'm> and <back>.
2: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for those who weren't listening, Carlos had this up away for a moment, but he's back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But yeah, 2021, which is the actual year that we're, we are in. Thank you. Um, but I find whenever people are expressing some of that, like, hopefulness for 2021, I'm almost automatically like... Challenging it, pushing it back. Mm. Like, no, that's crap. We can't. We can't be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do need to improve upon that balance. Hopefulness is not intrinsically bad. Mm. Quite necessary. Like, I think it's a good thing to be optimistic and hopeful for the future. Like, we need that, of course. But to, I, I just be realistic within it. So I think for myself, I need to.
0: Hold some space for some hopefulness still because i can see where i'm i think
1: i'm leaning more than
0: mm. realistic <laughs> mm, yeah and, and what i'm hearing you saying that basically trying to find a balance of that yeah. right that there's there's a lot of opportunity right now and uh-huh. granted yeah the person um, occupying the white house that changing is incredibly important and good but also recognizing that yeah um Everything's still happening, (laughs) like like nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to that that's going to and even if things do improve in certain ways, there are long standing underlying layers and dynamics that um, are embedded in our systems and those are not going to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, Am I hearing that?
1: Yeah, you just said it way more eloquently than I do. <laughs> um, well, <good.
0: laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely. Um, and I know, Carlos, yeah, you had stepped away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how much you caught, but, you know, basically talking about kind of how we're viewing and understanding what happened at the Capitol. But then, you know, Emily, you're talking more, I think, in, in general about now we're in 2021. We've had a you know transition to power within this particular country. Sort of what that means, how to understand that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you have any thoughts? Do you want to no. add to any of that? No. No. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do want to ask, um, how has it been for you, Emma, with clients navigating some of this? Oh, oh God. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Okay. We're here. We're professional. We, we are are, professional. we are on. Okay. So as far as how my clients have been navigating life as it stands, um, for the most part, disappointment. Honestly, it's like the word that comes to mind. Mm. Um, I just feel like so many folks are disappointed that like this is still reality. Mm. Um, I've I've seen a lot of um, like frustrations and resentments, and again, disappointments around, you know, we're closing in on a year with this pandemic and um, just a lot of frustration that like, things could have been better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess just pretty regretful. Um, So just a lot of like holding space for that. Um, I think actually... I just shared like oh, I'm kind of cynical about life as it stands and I find that playing out a lot with the pandemic mm. I, I will be the first one making those cynical comments about like so you know if the pandemic ever ends or if I'm ever able to travel and see nice things again I like just you know super dramatic <laughs> I cope with dark humor apparently um, but there's also this cynicism in it mm. um, I've heard some of that from my clients around like well you know if I ever get to do this that or the other thing um For some of my, like, for some of my trans folks, just, like, such frustration. Mm. and I'm thinking of some in particular of, like, just so understanding at the same time. Like, Mm. I I will absolutely have some of my clients acknowledging, yeah, I understand that surgeries were not the priority when the hospitals are just frantically trying to keep covid patients alive like mm. I, I can understand that that doesn't mean that it feels better for me now yes um yes so there, there's just it just sucks
0: mm. yeah yeah Absolutely. That's. I appreciate you sharing that example. Um, I, I've run okay. into that. I mean, in, in a general sense, um, with clients, but also, yeah, navigating, and especially when you know someone is navigating. Um, you know, they're 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 working towards navigating their transition process, navigating right procedures and treatments. And then when something like this happens, the um, the, the, the uh, narrative or the label that this is uh, elective, this is a yes. you know, these mm-hmm. are elective procedures, um, which I would challenge that framework. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, I, I work with people who I think would, too. But um, but, yeah, um, I would challenge that framework. But that is the framework that is presented. uh. And yeah, so I think you're right. I mean, just there's there's a lot of mixed things that come up as with most of COVID, right? COVID has found a way to be just so incredibly complicated. Um, But yeah, there's there's various layers that come up. But yeah, certainly I think, um, yeah, just having to sit with all of the different pieces that come with that. Um, Yeah. You know, that's yeah. And then that's the other piece with 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 all this, too. And, and something I've run into, and maybe we've talked about this in previous episodes, um, uh, not which I mean, granted, this is not our role necessarily, but uh, not having any answers, not having any like and we're in it with people. Right. Granted, in our own way, but we're also navigating some of these collective traumas. And so it's like, you know you're both in this sort of burning building and yeah. you're having to hold the space for someone or you're both in the burning building and mm-hmm. there's not a clear way out of the burning building. And then on top of that, you may be working with someone who's part of the house is, uh, there's a lot more smoke and there's a lot more, a lot more happening in that. And then, you know, so you're trying to hold that space from a room that's also not great, but it's, it's probably a lot better. Um, just again, so many ways and directions in which that goes. But it's hard because you're holding all of that. You're holding the space and you don't have answers. And, yeah. you know, what your client is going through. Um, yeah, like you, you want to be able to provide coping, you know, strategies and tools. And not that, again, we ever have the answer, but it's like, yeah, they're, you know, people's coping strategies are, are greatly reduced because you can't go out. Right, so people who you know relied on you know in-person social support, people who you know would even just you know go off and do whatever just to kind of get themselves away, they're they're stuck at home. They're they're pulled more to being stuck at home. The family dynamics that I know we talked about this in other episodes, but they're stuck with that, and their options are much more limited in how to deal with that. Um, yeah. You know, and again, as a therapist, you're sitting there with them in that and, and just you're, you're validating, you're, you're holding the space. Maybe you figure out some ways to navigate here and there, but there aren't any great answers. There aren't any great okay. tools to deal with something like this. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's a very powerless place to be. Not that Mm. in general, I felt like I had a lot of quote unquote power as a therapist in the sense of like, I will tell you what you must do and fix your problem. Mm -hmm. But like, I never had that power, but I I find myself feeling very powerless at times when it's, sorry, I'm kicking my desk. Um, But I find myself feeling very powerless when I, all I can really do is like validate and normalize and say, yeah, it's a really shitty situation that we're in, huh? Mm, <laughs> like yeah. sorry I got nothing more than that yeah um, so yeah it's rough
0: mm. it's
2: rough.
0: absolutely yeah yeah it is it is uh, Carlos you have any additional thoughts Yeah. About? I know you you've not working with clients but yeah I can't no. really yeah yeah <laughs> don't really relate
2: no can't relate
0: sorry yeah yeah <laughs> No, that's that's fair. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, being able to sit with our clients in that, that that is really important, right? I guess my mind jumps back to, and, and this is also a big part of COVID, jumps back to grief and loss, right? Like oh, when, yeah. you know, when you lose someone, it's like, if as a therapist, you know, if, if you are not to be, you know, judgy, but if you, you know, as a therapist, if you're working with a client who's lost someone and you're trying to make it better, you're probably doing that wrong. That's right. Right. Like yeah. that's not... No, <laughs> um, and I think this is kind of similar. It's like if I'm going to actually, I've, I've said this outright to clients. I'm like, if you know, if I sit here and try to go over CBT skills on how to you know view and understand the pandemic better, maybe there are moments where that's helpful. But for the most part, I think that that's just that's just not genuine, right? Like that's just not that's not where we're at. Um, there is no good way to view this. It's incredibly shitty, and uh-huh. yeah, there's just, there's just no way around uh-huh. that. So I think even just acknowledging that, uh, but it's it's hard just to do that without. And I liked what you were saying to him about the power piece, because I think you're right that in all reality, we want to try to challenge those power dynamics, but they're also real. And I think our society, and not to blame, just, you know, just blame society. I think we have our own accountability in this, but I think we are put in that position from a societal medical complex standpoint of, you know, we're expected to be in that position of power, right? Even though we challenge it and we want to be things to be client centered and we want to, you know, and we, we go against it and and hope, you know, maybe we're somebody good at going against it, but we still have society reminding us that, well, you're a professional, you're the, you're the therapist, you are the, you know, um, you know, doctors referring to you as doctor when you're not a doctor and trying to, you know, like (laughs) that, all of that, right? Like that's very, um, it's very clear what that power dynamic is supposed to be quote unquote, Um. yeah, so that's just mixed in with all of this.
1: I had so many reactions to the uh, office of profession emails, like, hey, you can get the COVID vaccine. And I was Mm. like, I can? I can get a vaccine for folks working at the grocery store? Yeah. Why am I more important? Why am I entitled? Like, what? I feel like within... of course, not all mental health professionals. I don't mean to imply at all that there are not mental health professionals who are absolutely required to be in person. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that a lot, private practices in particular, there's like such a move Mm. of just transitioning to tele because of the pandemic. Yeah, Um, Yes. And it's just kind of, this this is not at all to undervalue the in-person work that for some areas is, is Perhaps more required for some clients, it's strongly preferred. I don't mean to undervalue that at all, but it just I had such like it was just such a tangible example of like, oh. Mm-hmm. Why am I more valued here?
0: Like, ugh. Mm, yeah, yeah, yes. I, I I appreciate you bringing that up, Emma. And uh, yeah, I have my own reactions to that. Um, mm-hmm. As a healthcare professional, granted, I yeah, I and I you know engage in some in person work myself. Um, not not a ton, but I but I have. And yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And I think part of I mean, there's so many problems that I think have led to the vaccine being so fumbled in many ways. Another topic, another episode. But um, yeah, I think part of this, I mean, this is a, a sort of uh, reflection on that. Right. It's been a free for all. You know, the federal government has essentially been either MIA or just causing harm. And you have state governments that are scrambling at best. Right. You know, uh, at best, they're not trying to cause harm, even though they still are. Um And yeah, it's just, yeah. So I think that is partly the product of that. Right. Um, you know, and yeah, absolutely. I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot that's, I think led to that. Um,
1: I recognize there's no answer.
0: Like there's mm -hmm. not like,
1: here's the ideal thing. Like the reality exists of just like, Hey, we're trying to figure this all out. Mm -hmm. So inherently, there's going to be issue with it, but it's just, I don't know, it was a very, um, just like a very conflicting moment for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um,
2: yeah, that is strange um, that they just automatically just nominate you to get your vaccine. Mm -hmm. Not knowing like how you practice Mm -hmm. day to day. Mm -hmm. Like you clearly have zero in-person clients. Like you are Mm -hmm. clearly solely a tele-clinician and they still it's like, here's your vaccine. Mm -hmm. Do your research. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Someone else (laughs) needs it more importantly right now. Mm -hmm. So, yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Again, not surprised though. Yeah. No, no, no. no. And it's exactly. It, it, yeah. And I don't mind. And actually, I don't mind sharing this in part because it's relevant, but also, it, hopefully, it's a good example that when people have the opportunity that they do it, um, I did start that process. And like I said, there's some in person work, you know, um, for from, from me. But uh, that's exactly how the process was, Carlos. It was, you know, your therapist's private practice. Okay, great. Like, there's zero, like, you know, and I was, I was ready for that. I was ready to say, well, this is, you know, what this looks like for me. And this is my rationale. I don't know if that fits with the criteria or, and no, none of that. Um, once you did that, you were good. And, and I get to that, you know, we're trying to get it rolled out. Right. So it's like trying to cut the bureaucracy. I think that that makes sense, but yeah, it's hard. It's, I think you're right. Carlos, it, there might be benefit to us looking at those contexts and people who are in truly dire need right now, who are getting so much exposure. They need. They need us. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I heard they were going to, I don't know how they're, um, if they're going to do it, but they were going to use like Starbucks mm-hmm. to help implement uh, the vaccines. Like they were, they were talking about how Starbucks can doll out coffee day to day, that somehow they can. Um, Where'd you hear sure this? On CNN. I swear to God. I swear to God. They're talking about using Starbucks. drive
1: through for your coffee and then just...
2: Get your vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I didn't look into the details, but... Because it sounds ridiculous, but they were... Yeah.
0: Well, well, it does, but also we think about the priorities for people in general, right? It's certainly, you know...
1: Again.
0: There's so much privilege wrapped up in that who can afford a $5. Cup of coffee? Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you nailed it, Emma. Yeah, okay. exactly. What is that? Absolutely. Um. So th- I just want to be careful long time. I think we probably do got to begin to wrap up. Yeah. Um,
2: but did you think of your thing, Carlos? Unfortunately, no. Dang um, it. But I am thinking, like, when I'm listening to what you are saying, it's going to pop up. <laughs> And um I'll probably make like a quick little Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I might
1: actually listen to this episode then
2: because I need to know. Throw it in. Um, (laughs) hopefully it's I remember it. Yeah. Cause actually now that I think about it, it was two things. So cause I remember two specific things that you said, and I was like, oh so yeah, once I'm listening to it, I'm gonna remember it while I'm editing it. it Yeah,
0: I will. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, All right. Well so this all said, um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap up today's episode? No.
2: Sorry for all the noise today. We have a lot of background noise. We do.
0: Hopefully most of it will get cut out, but Uh again, for those who don't know, we do have pets. We have a dog that's, um, uh, navigating his retirement, and makes sounds and gets his yeah <laughs> gets his gets his water and you know does his thing. Um, so yeah, but yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, until, oh, go ahead.
1: well, I do want to share a black-owned business. Um, yes, yes. Because I'm, I'm worrying. I don't know if I remember to do that last time, Tim. Um, but, you did. Oh, thank goodness. You did. Oh, wait, you what did.
2: did I say? Mm-hmm. I have to, I remember it when I was editing
0: okay well what helps too is it, it's also become a process when we um, share this on Instagram so right yeah and you know oh, good. yes and the person who helps me do that also will be like oh hey do you have a business for this so it's like Beautiful. if we didn't my hope is that we would catch that we caught it yeah
1: good. Good. <laughs> Yeah. that's awesome I need to make my own list so I don't start repeating um, I think I gave an update on the coffee last time okay anyways who cares oh, you mom. did give an oh, update yes. <laughs> I'm here now um, today's business is Garden24 um It is, gosh, I will never remember her Instagram handle, Um, but it's an artist on Instagram, very um, like organic, flowy kind of abstract. I'm not an art person, obviously, (laughs) Um, but just like really pretty little pictures and she'll put some kind of a quote or a quick little thought on it. Um, I... Oh, I should have worn it. I have a sweatshirt from her that I semi-forced my husband to buy me for Christmas. And it is super cozy, very comfortable. I got a size large, and it's nice and oversized and just like big. So it's like a true size large. So if you want to size up and get the cozy thing, you can. Um, But she also has very cool calendars for the year that, you know, it's a piece of her art. And then, of course, the calendar. And it's so clever because it's perforated at the calendar section. So when you're done, you get through your year, you can just take off the actual calendar part. And it's just like a little flip book of 12 pretty pictures of hers. Um, Mm -hmm. So those are the two things that I've personally purchased. Um, But just a very cool artist to support. Pretty stuff. I I know right now the calendar. Actually, I think both things are on sale. Um, The calendar, of course, because we're now into 2021. But highly recommended. And I will, of course, share information for the the actual website and
0: the Instagram handle nice. great awesome yeah. Thank you Emma thank you for that mm-hmm.
1: thank you guys
0: mm-hmm. you found thoughts for those do you want to add no I'm good I think I am as well <laughs> thank you for joining us and we will follow up in our next episode
2: Thanks bye.